Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today to a special episode of the Weekend Warriors. We are on location in our Weekend Warriors workshop. It, it feels like it might be a little echoey in here, which is, I think it's okay, because... It's okay. It's going to be obvious, I think, to the listeners. We are using our remote equipment. We have equipment that we put together and we bought... Uh, to go and do to job sites and go to uh, home uh, home shows and all of those sorts of things and in store functions. Ever since COVID, we haven't had a chance to do much of that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that will change this year. But uh, we're using that equipment today. We're in the Weekend Warriors workshop, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to tell you what we've been up to for the last two years. We've been uh, recording videos. We've got our YouTube channel. If you're interested in checking any of that out, you can go check it out at... Uh, youtube.com and then search par lumber it will pull up our state our channel and you could subscribe to it and we've got uh, almost 100 videos posted up there and we're recording about two to three a month and so we're putting up a new video just about every week so go check that out so anyway tony let's start off let's tell, tell all of our listeners how this whole thing started yeah well obviously we started we, we started doing the radio show way back at a radio station um, for a, an AM station in Portland. I don't know. That was in 2012. Uh, we started in 11, and then in 2012, we changed the name. So we were filling in for another guy's show. That's right. That was uh, fixing up the house with Tracy Hankins, and he had the show in 2011. And then... Um, we were filling in for him while he was taking some vacation or something. And then uh, he decided that he wanted to do something different. And so we took over the show. So it was fixing up the house with Tony and Corey for like a minute in 2011. And then in 2012, we changed the name to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. We changed the, uh, the format a little bit. And we changed how we were doing things. Back in those days, we used to take calls which is super funny because uh, we would we would wait for people to call the show and talk to us. And if we didn't get many calls, we felt like we were failing. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ultimately now, 10 years later, uh, 22, 2022, um, we get emails and messages from our listeners all the time, posts on Facebook, um, and we, we know that we – that we are providing a service that people enjoy, even if that is just informative entertainment or infotainment. <laughs> uh, we, we were at a, a AM station 10 years ago, and then sometime after that, we left the station and started recording, recording the show. Oh, I know, when we were no longer live um, everywhere, the show got syndicated, they started playing our show on, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 stations across the Pacific Northwest from, from northern Seattle uh, all Medford, the way down to Medford, um, up and down Oregon, the coastline. Eastern Washington. Yep, Central Oregon. So when we started going uh, syndicated and being record, show, aired in different areas, then they started 
airing the show on different days, sometimes on Saturday, sometimes on Sunday, sometimes at different times of the day. And so we could no longer take callers. You can't say, hey, call this number. And we're in Oregon on Saturday, and they're listening to it in Washington on Sunday. So that opened an opportunity for us to start pre-recording the show. Well, once we were pre-recording the show and no longer live, we could do that from anywhere. So we bought some equipment, and um, we set up shop in your bonus in your bonus room, actually in your house. That's right. That which was funny because your kids were younger and they're zipping around the house, chasing the dog, and they're barking and laughing and you know playing swords or whatever. And we're trying to record the show upstairs. That was it was funny. But you know the when I think back to our roots where we started, uh, it's all pretty funny. But then eventually we decided we couldn't be in the house anymore. We need to have our own space. And you had just recently built this, sh- we'll call it a shed, right? It's, it's this. Well, you can call it a shed, but it was a shed. It's, it's the size, really, of a shop, I think. It's, it's not really a small shed. It's more like a shop. It was. It was but you uh, intended to use it as a shed. 18. Yeah. Eight, eight by 18. That's how big it was. Yeah, 8 by 18. Yeah, which is a pretty good size building. Anyways, uh, but you still needed a portion of it for storage, so we decided as crazy as this is, let's cut it in half, right? Put a door in the side, build a wall, close it off, and finish the inside of half of that shed. And uh, we, I convinced you somehow that that was going to be a good idea, and we started that project. Interestingly enough, it coincided with us starting to shoot how-to slash YouTube um, product review, that kind of stuff, videos right at the same time. And we thought, what an opportunity. We will video the transformation of this shed into a recording studio. Yeah, we certainly did. And I mean, I'll be honest, those first few videos that we did were pretty rough. If you go back, don't don't <laughs> yeah. laugh at us too much. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, everybody's we got to start somewhere. We were right? finding our own there. But yeah, we did... Uh, in the very, very beginning, we did every every aspect of that shed project. We did sheetrocking, uh, air sealing, air sealing. Um, we you know we put up lights in there and and built a desk. We installed a door. We trimmed yep. a door. And I tell you what, we had one giant problem with that studio. We made it so airtight. We, we we caulked between the bottom of the wall and the floor. We caulked between the top of the wall and the ceiling. We caulked everywhere yeah, we, we wanted sealed it, it air sealed because we didn't want noise we didn't want cold air i mean it was built as a shed single right. wall construction shed so it was a quite a bit of work that we had to do to really right. get it dialed into a finished space but because of that diligence it created a huge problem with our uh with the sound quality we had so much echo in that room reverb yeah reverb it was crazy and it was not okay so we sought out, we came up with a few plans, and we created this idea to make sound proofing panels, <laughs> sound absorption panels. Yeah, after and we, shopped, we actually shot a video of it. After we shopped online and saw what people pay for sound absorption panels, we were like, there has got to be a better way. Oh, that's, I know. That's expensive. They, were, they would sell from anywhere between six and $800 a piece, and we needed about 
we five needed, or six of them. Yeah, we needed a lot in order to get. We 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 limped in a little bit, and we bought some of these twelve by twelve square sort of uh, lime green <laughs> yeah, foam, foam, yeah, foam things. Put them up on the wall, and there was a m- tiny little difference. Uh, they didn't do anything, but uh, it was not nearly what we needed, and so so we decided we're gonna find a way to do it and we did we came up with a great plan using some building material supplies right. we used two by two construction lumber and what's called mineral wool or rock wool uh, rock wool is very very dense it comes in inch and a half thick pieces that by are two, two foot by, by four. four foot yep so we basically made a frame we put this rock wool insulation inside of it and wrapped it with uh, a cover and we screen printed it and everything. Yeah, we, we screen hung printed it on our wall. It turned out really good. And you would never know. No. Nope. They look like they are professionally made. And I tell you what, they work so well. Yeah, we have zero refurb in there now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really good. Anyways, that space is where we're recording our podcast uh, on a normal day, but not today. Today, we are in what we're calling the Weekend Warriors Workshop. This is the space now where we're shooting our video. We were shooting video um, here and there, a lot of times in Corey's garage. Honestly, any place we could find. We shot some videos at some par locations. Um, we shot some videos in the backyard. We shot some videos, uh, you know, at a few different, at a display yard where there were some doors and windows there. But the primary uh, location was in your garage, which was problematic. It was super problematic because well, it was twofold. It was great and it was bad because it was great because we had all of my tools. We had everything there. Uh, we, we didn't need anything. The only thing we had to bring was some building materials or whatever we were working on. The bad was that my wife likes to park in the garage. <laughs> so we had to clean up and vacuum and put away all the tools every night that we were done. And then the next time everybody came over it was bring it all back out. Yeah. And create a giant mess again. Yeah, which was even add an additional challenge if you didn't finish the video you started in day one and you had to shoot day two. We're trying to figure out how to put things back the way they were when we yeah, shot the first day. Yeah, because day two wasn't necessarily day two. Yeah. It could have been a week or two later. Right, and we're trying to figure out what we were wearing and, you know, all kinds of weird stuff like that. Um, so, But we, we built some good things. We built my... Uh, we built my dining room table in there, the Weekend Warrior-style farm table that we built out of dark walnut. Oh, man, what an awesome project. Beautiful project. Yeah, that turned out really good. We built it strong and hefty. It's super-duper heavy, but, man, oh, man, is it a beautiful, beautiful piece of furniture. And we are not furniture builders. We 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 <laughs> we sort of... Uh, navigated our way through that project we called it the weekend warrior style farmhouse table for a reason on a wing and a prayer yeah i mean we we didn't we screwed it together with pocket screws uh it worked extremely well we built the frame out of two by six number two and better framing material that's right douglas fir doug fir that's right we cleaned it up we skirted it with nicer lumber and made it all stain grade but that walnut top, we went over to Gobi Hardwoods in northern, northwest Portland. Yeah, Gobi Walnut. Yeah. Gobi Walnut. And uh, we picked out some rough, you know, 
it was totally rough. Live edge. Oh, yeah, it you know, was. Like you said, it was 24-inch wide on one side, 12 inches on the other. Yeah. And we had to mill it down ourselves, clean it, was, it up, yeah, make it, it square. Hairy. We had to plane it. We had to everything. Everything. But, uh, yeah, we put that thing together, and we went to town on it with a belt sander just to make it nice and flat. But it turned out so well that, we, you know, we did a really good video series on it. So you can go check that out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, th you that video series is great. You'll enjoy that without question, even though we shot it in Corey's garage. Um, but then we decided that shooting in the garage was not going to be the way of the future. We needed no. to find something that was going to be better, a space we could call our own, a space where we didn't have to clean up at the end of a long night, a space that, um, you know, where we could spread our wings a little. Right. And so we found this space, the space we're sitting in right now. And I don't know, we've had it for about a year. A little over a year. A little over a year. 25 foot by 20 foot. Yep. So it's about the same size as my garage, but uh, it's all ours. It's empty. Yeah. And we don't have to clean it up every night. This is what I love. We came in here for the very first time and we were looking at all the walls and everything. And it's, it's not, I mean, it's not a brand new room. It's an old room, right? And the sheetrock has holes in it, and it's there's four or five different colors of paint. I mean that that wall right there's got four different colors of paint on it. And so we're in here, and we're like, all right, we got to turn this into a space that we can shoot video and have it look professional, right? So we talked about where we were going to put the camera and the lights and all of that stuff at one end of the room, and then we focused on the other end of the room. The first thing we did, the first thing we did was we started to paint the walls. Yeah, we had to paint. And we went to the Habitat for Humanity Restore. Yep. And we bought a few things and we ended up buying paint that they have there that's recycled. Recycled paint. Recycled paint from Very cool. from Metro and they put it together and they tint it in just a st standard colors. And, and you don't get to color it. No, just right, buy right, it. Right, you just and buy we it. picked out this gray color. They were gray colors. Yeah, I it's liked a fantastic the colors, color. Yeah. So we picked out this gray color. We get it over here, and we really, literally only painted half the room. <laughs> <laughs> we, we started at the point on the wall where the camera uh, can no longer see, based on where it's sitting, <laughs> and we didn't even paint the whole rest of the room, which is why there's so many colors still on the wall. Which is funny because. We we do get that side of the room a lot now, so we we probably should finish painting. Yeah, we that probably should finish one of these painting. days. It's uh, yeah, it turned out good. We did not. Um, there's two big windows on the wall that opposes our set or our workbench, right? And uh, we, there's no drapes or curtains or anything there, so we just took craft paper and we just taped it up over the windows, so it looks like we're under construction in here, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, but to keep the weird light out, you know, during the day when we're shooting, it uh, it works pretty good. Um, so we painted half of the room, and then we decided we needed we, we needed cabinets, right? We needed cabinets and a countertop. Some storage. We needed storage. We needed a place to start putting things. And we sourced these cabinets from the Cabinet Design Center, Par Lumber's Cabinet Design Center, or Par Design Center. And these are an industrial-grade metal cabinet and um, they're nice, very nice. We, we spread them out uh, on the, the back wall or the focal wall. And, um, and it makes a, a pretty nice backdrop as well as being 
user friendly and we can store stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. In the so after that, our very first I mean technically our very first project was paint. But our, our very first build project was this workbench we're standing at right now. Yeah, I mean you're right. This was the first build, wasn't it? We had we had these base cabinets, these three base cabinets with a butcher block countertop on top of it. That came all from the cabinet supply place. We had that pulled away from the wall out here, and we used that as a tabletop to build this workbench. Yes. And then uh, we built this. When you'll see this workbench video, the build of this workbench video is on our um, website. Um, but we built this, and this, again, was a Weekend Warriors-style heavy-duty workbench. And this thing, Corey, is a tank. It is absolutely a tank. We build it. The top is three-quarter inch AC plywood. The frame is two by six ladder frame that we framed like you would a, a floor. Yep. And it's held up on each corner by four by four dug fur posts that post down to the floor. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a lower shelf. A lower shelf built out of two by six. And the very front, the very front, the one thing you see from the camera is a four by eight sheet of three quarter inch AC that we screwed to the face. And we actually stenciled our logo on there. Yeah, we did. By hand. I, uh, yeah, we stenciled it on there. I, I ran the logo through my Cricut. I have a Cricut, which cuts out vinyl, adhesive vinyl. And um, I cut the whole logo out and we stuck it down on there, trying to keep it as straight as possible. And then we painted it by hand peeled that stencil off and this is what we had and it, it turned, turned out, out really good it turned out so good and you so, get a chance to go watch that video yeah Again, watch that video it's a good one for it's, sure uh, it's if you go to uh, YouTube and just search par lumber uh, our YouTube channel will come up it's a weekend warriors home improvement show and uh, that video is was published on October 28th 2020 oh wow yeah that so, was yeah a ways ago that was yeah. a while ago a year and a half-ish almost or so. But uh, the very next project after that, do you remember what that was, Tony? Yeah, we put that uh, we put that tongue wood, and groove that wood treatment on the wall um, around the cabinets, uh, which yeah, it's it was like we got it at the Habitat for Humanity Restore. It was just a little pack of like it's blue closet, and, like closet closet liner, liner or but it's blue and buggy pine. Yeah, blue buggy pine, and so it was super cheap. I mean. It, it cost almost nothing, and it was a small pack, which was just enough to do what we needed to do. And so we pulled it apart and and um, nailed it up onto the wall. And it, it makes a really nice um, makes a nice backdrop for what we're doing in here. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, that was a super simple, another one of those super simple projects, right? Um, the things that you need to make sure you do is you need to make sure that your first course goes down very level. If your first course goes down level and every course after that is seated nice and tight and you follow it with your level, you know, every two or three courses, check it with your level, make sure it's still level, then you can't really go wrong. It's really just about cutting pieces to length and putting them in and staggering your butt joints. Really, if you stagger your butt joints and you don't end up with a continuous seam up anywhere, then it's going to end up turning out and looking really good and and ours did yeah this product particularly is very 
uh, similar to most tongue and groove products out there that come in are what's called random length. They, you get pieces that are between eight inches and six foot long in this particular product, which is very common in random length, like if you've ever done a wood floor. Right. Ran, wood floors come in random lengths from six inches to four to five foot. Just depends on, you know, how you put that pattern together. You don't want two seams to be too close together. Right. And a lot of people think, oh, I don't want to use those short ones. Well, that's, there's no sense in not using the short ones. It's a random pattern. It's intended to be used that way. You wouldn't want to get random links, uh, use all the longs and, you know, try to return the shorts or something like that. That's, it's not the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> you use them all equally and Doesn't the random people pattern don't try. and the random pattern looks good. Um, here's something else I'm noticing. Those blue W's. This is the funniest thing ever. We're at the Habitat for Humanity Restore. And there's just this piece of like half by three. Yeah. Leaning up half by three. Leaning up in the molding area. And it's the it's our blue. It's weekend warrior blue. Yeah, it's like yeah, pre-painted. Yeah, it's pre-painted. It's been up on a house, an old house, pulled down and and sold to the habitat or donated to the Habitat for Humanity Resource. And it was leaning up there, and I don't know, it was like 10 bucks or something. And I was like, I love this blue. We have to find something to do with this. And uh, because it was the right color. So we bought it and we brought it home and we thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And then one day we decided to cut it in half and use it to make these little W's. And we just put the W's up in the corner. I don't even know if people can see them. We have so much stuff stacked up in front of them now, but we should probably mount them. We didn't actually, that's not even a video. We didn't even shoot that, I don't think. I don't think we did The either. making of the W's, but we should mount them with a little uh yeah like a little thing in the back that holds them up maybe just like a foot we just attach a foot to the bottom of them i know we're coming up with ideas as we're sitting here <laughs> anyways it's very funny um and then i think we built you know maybe one of the last projects before we go which we can talk about as soon as we come back is that really cool um drill what do you call that tool caddy it's a tool caddy that's hanging on the wall that holds tapes and sanders and batteries and all of our well tools and that's a very cool we could talk about how easy it was to build that as soon as we come back and some of our other projects that we've done since we've been in here all kinds of fun check it out of course at ww home show or it's uh go to par.com click on the weekend warriors link it'll take you to our website okay we've got to take a very quick break when we come back more from the weekend warriors workshop you're listening to tony and Corey, your weekend warriors we'll be right back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Today we're in the studio. We're uh, at our Weekend Warriors We're not workshop. in the studio. Yeah, we're studio. in the Weekend Warriors workshop. A little bit different. We're uh, recording on location today out of our out of outside of our studio um but real quick if you ever miss any portion of our 
podcast or our, our show and you want to go listen to it, you can anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can go check that out. Uh, just search Par Lumber or search the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, and uh, you can download or subscribe, however that works. Uh, also, can, our email address. Yeah, our email address. If you want to email us questions, comments, photos of projects that you've worked on, it's weekendwarriors at par.com. So feel free to do that. Uh, so today, Tony, we're sitting in the workshop, what we're calling our Weekend Warrior Workshop, where we're basically pimping this thing out. Yeah. We're, we're making it a really cool workshop. Yeah. We started with this workbench that we're sitting on that is a absolute beast. It really is. And the next project that we did, because Makita, Makita Tools, was nice enough to send us a pile of Makita tools. I mean, at this point, technically two piles. Yeah, we have so many Makita tools. With another pile coming. It's amazing. Yeah, we, we love them. But we didn't have anywhere to really keep them, so we needed an organizer. We made what we call a tool caddy. We had some scrap plywood left around from another project that we did, and we ripped it and we cut it. And we made little cubbies, and it hangs on the wall. It holds our Makita chargers. We've got about 10 Makita batteries that we stash on there. Uh, there's two double chargers, so you can put charge four batteries at one time. Mm -hmm. Then all of the tools, we made slots for about five different tools that hang underneath and hang down. Six six tools. Six tools. Yep. Uh, let's talk a little bit about those tools. We got a uh, we got a sander over there. We got a multi tool. Yep. We got a router, a yep, vacuum. Yep. It's a, the router is a mini little router. It's like a trim laminate router. It's kind of like a laminate trimmer, but but it's actually has some more router function. It's a very cool, versatile little tool. Um, we have a, a regular drill, which also has a hammer drill function. A drill driver. Yeah. Right, a drill driver. We have an impact driver that is hanging over there. We have a jigsaw hanging over there which is uh, cool. Um, and also, more, more recently, what we've received is a pin nailer and a finish nailer. That's which, right. Which uh, we put to use a little bit at one of our last projects. We've been very excited to get those because we don't need an air compressor. They use Makita batteries. They don't use any sort of fuel cell. You just load your nails in it. You plug in the battery. And it just works. Yeah. And it's amazing. Another really cool thing that we got from Makita is that light that's sitting over there. That um, that light is super duper bright. It's a LED work light. Runs off of the exact same battery that every other tool we've just mentioned to you runs off of. They all use the exact same battery. And, and all the batteries use the same charger. So we just pull a battery out of our drill, plug it into the LED work light and light the place up. And that thing is super duper bright. Yeah, we need extra light. We know where to get it for sure. Yeah. Uh, we also have a rear handled saw. Uh, a circular saw. Seven and a quarter circular saw. Yep, that's right. We also have a track saw. Makita makes a... It's a plunge saw. Yeah, it's a plunge saw, but it also, the foot plate on that plunge saw works perfectly with this track that it comes with. And what you do is you put it on a piece of wood that you need to cut. 
and you plunge it down, and as you ride along the track, it cuts in a perfectly straight line. Yes. It's the next best thing to cutting with a table saw. Absolutely, and it's very versatile. You you can have a one four-foot section of track or two four-foot sections of track. Um, you can cut the entire length of a piece of plywood, lay the plywood out, lay the track down, the two pieces of track fastened together end to end. Take that plunge saw on one end of the track. It fits right into the groove. Uh, and, and you just run that thing right along, plunge it down and run it right along that track and get the absolute most perfect straight line. It, it is, is one of my favorite tools. It is a great, great tool. I'll tell you what one of my favorite tools is. Um, and of course the chop saw, which we have here, this cordless chop saw runs on two 18 volt batteries. This chop saw is amazing, first of all, but not even just the chop saw, but the HEPA vacuum that works alongside it. Let's talk for a second about how that vacuum works and also touch on the Bluetooth capability. Yeah, the vacuum itself connects to almost all of the tools. They all have uh, dust ports on them and you just plug the hose into each of the tools and they have a Bluetooth compatibility thing where you put a chip, you program a chip that comes with it. It's like a little, uh, USB. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yep. And so you plug it into your tool, you plug it into the Makita vacuum, and you turn the vacuum on, and that syncs it with your tool. So when you pull the trigger on your tool, the vacuum kicks on automatically. So you don't have to worry or forget or remember to and turn it on. And then when you release the trigger on your tool, yep, the, the vacuum, turns, vacuum off. turns off. And I'll tell you what, the dust collection capabilities of that vacuum are incredible it is a hepa filtered vacuum right so it's definitely picking up it's picking up some some very fine particles and doing a really good job which in a workshop such as this we don't really have any direct doors to outside right we don't have any other filtration uh so it keeps the dust down dramatically it we keep it pretty permanently attached to the chop saw but it it's easy disconnect clip disconnect and we're hooking it up to the track saw uh run the track saw and then uh, just put the vacuum right back runs also on the same batteries as all of the other tools right very cool that all the tools run on the same battery including this tool right here <laughs> all tools run on the same battery and we have got batteries we've got only so many one batteries. tool in the room that doesn't <laughs> That would be you. That would be you. Oh, <laughs> I got to you before you. I got me. Sucker. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I tell you what, I wish we had these. I wish we started shooting YouTube videos already having all of these tools. Well, Makita realized after they saw the quality of our videos how cool we are. <laughs> yes, they did. They saw that. They decided that they wanted to have their tool in our hands when, uh, whenever we were on YouTube or Silly whatever. Makita. Uh, also, it's interesting to me, um, you know, I remember our first few subscribers, of course, was your mom and my mom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> my wife actually wouldn't subscribe, but yours did. <laughs> um, so our first few subscribers and how cool it was that we were, you know, getting subscribers. And I felt like the subscribers came on over the course of the next couple years um, steady, but slow and steady. Uh, a few at a time. One one a week or one every couple weeks maybe, um, but they've been coming on quite a bit stronger recently. We are 
Um, we are headed for a thousand subscribers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, headed strong there. I remember when we hit 500. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. So we're we're north of 700. We're we're closing in on a thousand. Yep, closing in on a thousand. That's going to be a big day for me. I think I'm going to consider. A thousand followers or subscribers on our YouTube channel. I'm going to consider that something. A success story. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's been a lot of fun to see that grow, but not as much fun as actually shooting the videos. We, man, we have shot a lot of very cool videos. I know we didn't even talk about our chop saw workbench over here. We made a miter saw workbench that uh, up until recently we've been using one of the extra cabinets we had when <laughs> yeah. we built this one you know cool backdrop in the studio it was just it barely fit it was so small this little cabinet it was low and the saw barely fit on it and we had to pull it away from the wall because it's a slide compound right and the slide you know needs a little extra room to work so uh yeah it was not a really good situation it was stable but there was not no room on either side was of no outfeed table to saw to work with so it was it was bare minimum so we set out to design and build a workbench for the chop saw. And I think it turned out perfect. It's extremely stout. We made it out of four by fours, two by four, two by six, uh, and half inch or three quarter inch plywood. Three quarter. Three quarter inch plywood. And for we the added top. quarter inch tempered hardboard for a on nice top of that slick to get a surface. Super slick surface, yeah. Then in a uh, second video, we built uh, a kind of a rip fence, not a rip fence, but a yeah. fence to go on the uh, outfeed tables. There's one to the left, one to the right. So it, it really turned out well. You can go check that out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, um, it's funny. I think it's funny about this video because, you know, we were talking earlier about how we're not afraid to show our, our mistakes, you know? So many mistakes on that. And we definitely made mistakes on this project, but... Uh, one of the things that I loved about it was we built, we started to build it. We had the first two tables built with one table left to go. And we set the two tables up over here and we threw the level on it. The level goes on. It was not level. I mean, it was not even close to level. We couldn't figure out what was going on. And then until we put the level on the floor and realized that the floor wasn't level. So what we decided to do, what Corey decided to do was go get some, some leveling feet. And so we ordered some leveling feet when then we drilled holes in the bottoms of all the legs, added the leveling feet, and then went through and leveled the thing from, from left to right. It's eight feet long and there are 12 legs, you know, so uh, we put a leveling foot on every leg, went back through it, leveled them all up, and now it is as level as you want it to be. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, we basically built that thing out of one sheet of three-quarter inch plywood. Yep. Three four by four posts. Yep. And four, five two by four eight footers or six. Five. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, we built this thing for less than two hundred dollars, and yeah. it is extremely stout. Yeah. It, it was. It was very inex. Even at today's prices, it was very inexpensive to build. Yeah. Uh, and and it's really cool. It's one of my favorite pieces. The Let's best part about it is that it's very very functional. Let's talk about the paper caddy. Oh, this, the paper this caddy. Was a, this was born out of necessity. Yeah. Tony and I like to draw out our projects, sometimes in full scale. 
We'll get the pen and paper. We'll draw things out. And before, we would kind of draw them on top of our workbench, right on the plywood. Yeah. I mean, that thing was littered with drawings. We were looking for empty spaces to draw That's our the next thing project. Is, when you get to that point, you know, you either sand it off or you paint it or something. Yeah. So we came up with this idea to get a roll of craft paper. It's 30, 30 inches wide, the paper is. It's 36, I think. 36 inches wide Mm -hmm. by 100 foot long. Mm -hmm. So we built, we designed and built a paper caddy that sits on the end of our workbench with a dowel rod that essentially holds our paper. And then as we fill it up, we cut it off and we tear, you know, we tear it off and then we roll more paper out. Yep. Just like like at a doctor's office. Yep. We've actually been, uh, we've actually been cutting the project out of the paper and then and just saving it pinning it up on the wall <laughs> it's kind of funny to see some of our projects we'll actually be able to get some decent photos of those you know and uh, maybe we could maybe we could get some decent photos and frame them and make them you know do it the right way like eight by ten frames not 24 by 36 <laughs> frames you know shrink um, them down yeah but we could turn that into something cool a little piece of something um yeah, this is a great little caddy. It was a really nice addition to this table. Uh, and a lot of the things that we've done in since we've been in this studio have been great. It's more out of necessity. We needed a workbench. Right. We needed the workbench for the chop saw. We needed the paper caddy. We needed the tool caddy. But we've done some fun things, too, over the years. Oh, yeah. That I wish we had this workshop for. We built, and this was one of our most popular videos that we ever did of all time i remember when it hit 500 views and we were so happy and right now it's currently sitting at almost 10,000. <laughs> it was our cornhole boards oh yeah we actually shot that video at the newberg par location that's right during the remodel so it was after hours it was like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night we're oh, yeah. in there ripping plywood yeah ripping plywood inside the store where drilling were, holes where it was being remodeled yeah that was, I mean, at least it was warm and we had good light and, and space. Yeah. It, you know, uh, I'll tell you right now, if you want to build, if you've ever thought about building your own cornhole boards, it is so simple. All you need is one sheet of plywood. Actually, with one sheet of plywood, you can get away and build. Two sets. Two sets. Yeah. One sheet of plywood makes two sets. Yep. One for you, one for your friend. That's right. So one sheet of plywood, <laughs> and even though plywood's a bit expensive, uh, we recommend using MDO plywood. In my opinion, it's the best. It's got a paper face on it, so it's super smooth. It's the same thing they make road signs out of. So it's no imperfections. Exterior grade. No fiber. No fibrous um, surface where little slivers try to catch your right. bags or whatever. I know. I know you've played on. If you're a cornholer, you've played on boards where somebody made them out of rough CDX plywood or something. Oh, yeah. And the corn bags just stick. Yeah. You throw them and they stick. That's yeah. not how it's supposed to work. No, you don't even want to play that way. They're yeah. supposed to slide. Yeah. And the nice part about MDO is you can paint it. You can just go get some, some semi-gloss or some gloss paint yourself and paint whatever color you want, whatever design you want. Or you can... Put a vinyl wrap on it, which I did for my set. I did for Tony. Yeah. The ones I made for you. My most amazing set of cornhole boards ever made, ever. With the amazing Spider-Man. With the amazing on Spider-Man on, uh, yeah, a vinyl wrap on there. It's, I mean, honestly, I've been using them um, every year for yeah. years. 
uh, camping, and they're starting to show a little bit of wear, but man, oh man, are they stout. That's a really well-built well set of boards. That's exactly why we did a video on it. It is a weekend warrior project through and through, one sheet of plywood, and like four two-by-four ten-footers mm -hmm. will build you two sets. Yeah, a couple and of right carriage now, bolts. That probably cost you a hundred bucks. Yeah. And if you go out online and you try to find your own pair, a lot of stores sell them for 200 plus per set. Yeah, and that's so, just plain. A little cost prohibitive. Yeah. And they make some, you know, if you're serious about getting a set of cornhole boards, uh, you will be unhappy sometimes with some of the quality of some of the boards that are out there. Yeah. I mean, they are just not built to last. But you build it out of two by four and half inch plywood and that th that set of boards will last you for a very long time yep there's a if you if you don't know this if you're not a super cornholer but you do want to make your own set there is something called the american cornhole association the aca you can go to their website and they actually give you the the exact dimensions that it, the cornhole board is supposed to be they give you the exact angle they give you everything so if you want to make them true ACA, because we, we got a little flack on our YouTube channel. People were saying, those aren't ACA. You know, you have to put a cross beam in there. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Th these are my style, and they work great. These are weekend warrior style <laughs> cornhole boards. Not ACA compatible, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. As long as we make sure we, uh, we tell everybody this is weekend warrior style, then we make the rules. That's right. And they can't say. Uh, what, you know, one of the other projects, Tony, that we did that I really, really enjoyed doing was with our gal, Aaron. Oh, Aaron Clever, Harding. Aaron Harding with Clever Bloom. Clever Bloom. We yeah. went to her living room. <clears throat> we packed up and we recorded some videos in her living room and we made some projects. Yeah, we made several, actually. Some really cool stuff. We built a hanging plant shelf using fence boards. And if you... Look at the fence board, the project itself. We used two by two pickets, cedar pickets, and like two fence boards, and that's it. And I think the whole project cost $25 or less. Yeah. And it's very cool, very stout, strong. You can hang it from the ceiling. The idea is to hang this hanging plant shelf in front of a window so it hangs down and is able to get sun. And then you put your hanging plants on it and they drape over the edge. And Super simple. Yeah, through bolt. Highly recommend making one. Through bolt eye eyelets that uh, that bolted right through the the shelf and and uh, with nuts on the back side. It doesn't get any stronger than that. And uh, and chain up on the top to attach to some hooks in the ceiling. It was it was very cool. I liked the little air plant holders that we made. We made a whole bunch of di little different uh, air plant holders. Yeah, um, that's right. Some out of copper wire and, and some little pieces of concrete. Wood. We made them out of concrete. We yeah. made a little wooden form that was about two inches by two inches. We lined it with um, foil tape. Yeah, foil like, tape. That's like, right. Like tin foil tape. And then we, we made a really thin concrete mix. We poured it in let it cure, and they turned out so cool. <laughs> it really did. I thought they were really neat. They were very simple, very inexpensive to make, and uh, and they were creative. Yeah. And in the end, Aaron already had the air plants to put in them, and uh, they, they looked really neat. Do you remember the third project we did with Aaron? Um, I, I'll give you a hint. Okay. It was built with one fence board. 
It was like just a box. Wasn't it just a box? That's right. Um, like, I don't know, it was about 12 inches long, maybe five inches tall, five inches wide, maybe. What did we put in? Oh, I remember what we put in there. Little potted plants. Yeah, we put little three little potted plants in there. It fit three terracotta pots just perfectly. Yeah, it was like, like three, a, four inch like pots. a centerpiece on a table. Yeah, that was very like cool. A rustic yeah, that was cedar good. centerpiece. It looked really cool. Yeah, Erin was excited to get her hands on uh, the nails and the hammer and start you know building the thing, and we were just excited to be learning more about plants. And it was a it was a really good day. It was a great day of shooting that day. It was a great day that day of shooting that, that day. That day was a great day day. <laughs> it was a day day, great day. Now our listeners know why I call you Tony two times. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tony, uh, two times. Um, one, of the la- one of the other projects that we did, uh, we didn't actually have a studio at that time, was another one of my favorites. The Wild Hog Planter Box. Oh, man, those turned out great. It's, we, we essentially made... We were in your backyard. Yep, we made a climbing trellis planter box so it was almost like a uh a raised garden bed right right we used two by ten rough sawn cedar it was for the base inch, inch and three quarters thick right and we made it basically just a rectangle and then we erected from that a tall six foot tall wire mesh panel from wild hog wild right. hog makes them they they come in several different colors from painted black to gray bronze so you can kind of choose your own and do your own thing but uh, they make a track so we use track on two by fours we made a frame and we screwed the whole thing together with with headlocks fasten master fasten headlock master screws. headlocks yep and it turned out amazing and i tell you what that thing sits in my backyard and we put a climbing clematis in it yeah and it's a special clematis that doesn't lose its leaves it's evergreen and it's really nice to look at all year round. It becomes, it's starting to get really full. Yeah, it really is starting to fill up. I, I saw the last time I was over there, I actually uh, took an extra long look at it because uh, I love that trellis slash planter box. And you were uh, jealous? Yes, I, I am jealous. Every time we build something that's amazing and it ends up in your backyard, I'm jealous. <laughs> you got the table. Oh, that's true. I did get the table. That maybe was the biggest one. Well, it was five videos. Yeah. It spanned five videos. <laughs> it was Everything a... I have spanned 30 minutes. Yeah. It was a great shot. I like the uh, I like the bird feeder that we made recently. And honestly, this video has probably not still made it to the website. I'm sure it's in post-production because it's only been a few weeks ago. But that was a very fun, inexpensive build. Speaking of builds that we did... With a single fence board. One fence board. We did that with one fence board, uh, like a 12-inch long piece of string, um, some little nails. And an empty wine bottle. And an empty wine bottle, which is free, I guess. If you, you know. Depends on how you classify free. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it turned out really good. You fill it up with uh, bird seed and turn it upside down inside this little house thing. Um, anyways, that will be showing up on our website eventually, yeah. and it will be a great little video that you'll love. But um, if you haven't checked out the website, you should definitely go check it out. Yeah, and if you if you want to get a hold of us in any way, shape, or form, shoot us an email. It's weekendwarriors at par.com. Uh, make sure you go to our, our uh, YouTube channel, subscribe, go follow us on our 
Instagram and Facebook. We are at WW Home Show. And www.homeshow.com. Right. That's our website. So go like us and follow. Awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you. This has been another episode of Your Weekend Warriors right here. On the Weekend Warriors Radio Network. Have a great week.